the real SEAL Team 6, like, finding out how to get to the, the train that goes to Hogwarts <laughs> and then, like, killing everybody, I would totally read that. It, it seriously, the description alone <laughs> Just sounds like... Just, like, like, slitting their throats and stuff. <laughs> well, the description alone reads like a Tom Clancy novel. So it's like, there's someone out there who has a deep, deep passion for, like, naval structure... Uh, you know, porn basically, and also like Queens Club. Okay, yeah, yeah we went in Japan Club. I only watched like the entry level anime. On I only watched it was, an anime. it was live action. It was like it's a live action horror uh, haunted house movie. Matt, you want to do me a favor if you want to stand up and scoot your chair in like a little bit so you get yourself nice and close there to the law books to the law books slash microphone. I believe we're all set up and ready to go. Well, that wasn't recording. That was huh. Gold Clark. <laughs> Oh, All right, that's, that's a deep cut. Okay, perfect. You're at the optimum distance now. Great. <clears throat> Justin slash Matt, what episode is it? The winner gets to live. What number are we on? 78. Justin says 78. Do not do this $1 bullshit. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. I was going to actually do $1 bullshit. Um... Wait, what'd you say? 78? No, 28? <laughs> Justin's at 78. 88. Okay, so Matt is a secret Nazi. But <laughs> also, Justin, you are the winner. You are closest at 78. We're on 79. Oh, shit. So, ah. fortunately for Matt, he's already died because we watched Transformers the last night in preparation for this. So that's equivalent to being dead. Yep. Um, but first, speaking of people who are dead... And other dead shit. Matt, you requested a few minutes to talk about somebody who's dead. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but you guys know George Romero died. But apparently that's not sci-fi. I always thought that his movies, the original movies, were sci-fi. But apparently that's more... Yeah, zombies aren't sci-fi. We've decided on this. You decided on it. So I just get a few minutes, just, you know, R.I.P. That's all I need. Because Clark already gave me the whole talk about your zombie... I, I think so. it's okay to talk about him, though, because a lot of the things that he created inspired more sci-fi-type zombie things, like 28 Days Later. Yeah, this is going to turn into a zombie discussion if we go down that rabbit hole. So <laughs> you, can pay, you can pay tribute to the man. It's okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I just, I just remember I, I liked all of his films, and, you know, he's... Are you, was, you're not going to mention the Linkin Park guy who died? I was trying not to. That's, that's not sci-fi. Yeah, it's not that's sci-fi not either. either. No. <laughs> Even though, you know, Hyper Theory, that's the album, right? It is sci-fi, though, that he has that many songs about being sad and nothing matters and killing yourself, and then suddenly he killed himself. You know, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. And hangs itself like a duck, it then it's the guy duck. from Lincoln Park. <laughs> um, speaking of killing yourself, let's just jump right into Transformers to last night. This is the fifth movie in the... Neo Formers Michael Bay movie series. Yeah. So Quintilogy. Quintilogy. I, I was asking yes. I was asking Grant earlier and I was unclear about this. Yes, Justin. The Shia LaBeouf movies are the same timeline as the Mark Wahlberg movies, right? Yes. The yeah. Shia LaBeouf movies explain how Optimus and all the robots got to be Mark Wahlberg's friends. Okay. But Shia but, LaBeouf just fucked off and went to do art shit. Shia nope. LaBeouf went insane and didn't want to work off anymore. Okay. They explain it though in this one. For like, Do they? yes, there is a literally a two second clip in the movie where like they just kind of like they show his picture in the family tree, and like how he's a the, he's a. Wizard. Oh, so Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg are 
No, no, Shia LaBeouf and I, I, I might be wrong. It's uh, Shia LaBeouf and Anthony Hopkins. Anthony oh. Hopkins. And we'll get to are, this. Yeah, this is sorry. retarded. I wrote it down. I, I <laughs> yeah. prepared a list of notes for this because this movie deeply confused me, much Ooh, like that's the other movies. I, both sides of that paper there. It is both sides of the like paper. Like 12-point font. I have, uh, like, well, I have that same thing on my phone. It's not as impressive as a two-sided paper. You were because, able to use your phone in the theater there? Because I was the only one. <laughs> I, so, broke the, I broke the golden rule of using my phone in the theater. Let's, let's jump into the, the beginning. Because all these movies begin in some fashion to explain why the trans- some historical thing about the Transformers. Oh, God, the beginning of this movie. I think I this one actually has the best <laughs> intro historical thing to go with it. Because the Arthurian stuff is pretty cool, but I wish they had made knights. the whole no. But I wish they had made the whole story set in medieval times with I Transformers. Thought the same thing. That would have been a, a much better movie, and they kind of just teased that with this opening sequence, and then you're in the modern day, which you know quickly don't care about. I, I like all the dialogue that like was between Merlin and Arthur and you know Lancelot. I just felt like really retarded. That was my problem with it. It was just like, oh, he's like a drunkard. It's like, oh, man. Like... It is really retarded. I'm saying, like, if, if you took that concept up, so if they had taken that to the extreme and gotten it made into a Hollywood movie, that would have been a cool thing to do. Just like, you know, Transformers <coughs> in medieval Arthur times. That would have been neat. I was just upset at the fact that they implied that, you know, Arthurian legend and the Vikings were at the same, like... They weren't yeah. Vikings. They were uh, they were Saxons. That's what they said. Oh, the... they actually. Oh, yeah. I, I missed. Yeah. Okay, so they well. were Sa- because um... weren't there more guardians at the end, and then the dragon reappeared, and it's like, wait, now all the guardians are gone. So it took one guy to make. The... But it's important to note that the movie starts with an explosion because we're we're getting deep into the King Arthur shit here. I mean, you got the ball rolling, Clark, by just saying King Arthur shit, and it just kind of like. <laughs> the movie begins with explosions. Okay. So let's just go back to that. Michael Bay wants to tell us that King Arthur was saved by a transforming dragon, and Merlin's staff is a robot spaceship trinket. Not just any. It, Merlin is also the great, 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 great grandfather of the head of the KSI, apparently, because in Revenge of the Fallen, Stanley Tucci was another person. Anyway, what? the catapults. <laughs> the catapults make a digital groaning noise like Transformers, and I wanted to know why. Because um, that's what they're transforming into. They, they have a library of sounds they can use for the movie, and so sometimes they have to reuse them. I think that's it. So I, the first question I had is, why did the robot, knowing that he was giving the staff to a drunk retard who was just a regular human who could easily like fall on a rock and kill himself, why did he give him the staff? Because he felt bad for them. Because Merlin... Pers- I, again, he yeah. was like, you, you, this is your destiny. Like, you know, you and your... His speech was garbage, though. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. It like, was but it can't be a, a robot staff <clears throat> because Merlin's like this tall, and the robots. It could really be a well, robot no, like they head. they sort of like had the giant staff in his hand, and then they'll like transform down into like a little toothpick. Yeah, form. as we know, Transformium can change size. Matt, remember? Oh, sorry. Is that literally what it's called? Yeah, don't you remember the last movie? No, where they're all <laughs> they're all eager to harvest the Transformium. Uh, oh, Wait, that that, they called... made like beats. Radios and shit like that, yeah. We can make oh. anything out of Transformium. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. That was okay. a part of that last movie, wasn't it? That was, okay, yeah. So we've established that Transformium can just do whatever. So the st- I don't have a problem with that, but just, I just Oh, think you don't have a problem with that. With the, okay. with the staff getting smaller? They're following their own rules, but as far as the robot, like, giving him the all-powerful staff, like, 
Merlin makes a shitty emotional speech to a fucking robot that's millions of years old. It should be like input rejected. Yeah, isn't the robot like stuck there? It's always like looking for a way home. So here's a you know a little bit of my power. Yeah, here's some technology that I could use to get home. But here you have it. Your little tiny human band of people needs it. Yeah, I I don't get it. Okay, he can't use it to get home. The though. plot. All right. The plot. Justin. Why why can't they just fly home like Optimus did? He did, okay. Why can't they fly the you, dragon home? Did you notice that Optimus was like frozen, floating in space? He got home. Because Baby. he floated there. He couldn't actually fly home. He just tried really hard, which was apparently very stupid, and got frozen in space, and then he just happened to float to back to Cybertron. <laughs> or maybe that was his plan all along. I guess. He well, make a, <clears throat> this is the I mean, fastest space trip he works the same way as water, right? Yeah, you just like start <laughs> sailing west, yeah. and you know, you'll eventually... Hit, you know, Asia You just use the stars, right? That's how you navigate in space. You just use the stars, right? North Star, it's all the same stuff. The last movie yeah. made it sound like he was just so angry at his creators or whatever that he was just flying, like, willy-nilly wherever just because he was so mad, like, I'm looking for you. and stuff. Yeah, but he, like, actually calculated an exact route back to his planet, which I guess he knew where it was or something. He did the math. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> That's the I mean, thing I don't you, get. You, you always find your way home. That's this is just a little, you know, the like homeward bound. How many of these things version. have, uh, like, in the third movie, Dark of the Moon, don't they bring Cybertron into the orbit of the Earth with the space bridge things, with, like, the little rods? And it looks completely different than it does in this movie. This movie, it's, like, three big chunks of planet and some stuff holding it together, and it's all destroyed. But It's in a board cube. It still looked like a planet. It was a normal planet in the third movie. Because that robot from StarCraft II took it over and is now, like, destroying it. Oh, that's right, yeah. The Protoss lady did take it over. Yeah, wait, Protoss. I was talking about the, the Terran robot Oh, lady. The, the AI lady? Yeah. The one uh, says you need more. The adjutant? Like, supply deep Fucking adjutant. Yeah. yeah. I honestly thought she was a good person at the beginning of this. Because they set it up, like, it's like Optimus Prime shows up. And then I was like, "Oh wait, his eyes change color. Like that's the that's the subtle cliche." Yeah, red's evil. Okay. Yeah, like that's ah uh, oh, crap. They're doing that again. Like I, I thought that was going to be some other storyline. I didn't realize like that's going to come back. And at the end, it's like. But he basically doesn't really do much in this movie. He's he a, he's not in the movie for like three fourths of it, and then he shows up at the end, and they quickly make him good again, and it's well, basically an extended cameo. They needed to explain <laughs> how Bumblebee got his voice back. He only got it back for like one second, though. Did you know? And then he went back to just speaking with radio tunes. Oh wait, so they had like the botched replacement voice, and then he got it back, but I missed how Optimus he actually got it back. Optimus stabbed him in the neck, and somehow that fixed his oh, voice. Oh, he, like, fonzed it? Yeah, <laughs> and he, he's like, Optimus, I'm your friend, and then he pulls out the knife, and he's back to talking like a oh, retard. No, no. You're forgetting the last part. Optimus, I am your friend. I will lay down my life for you. Like, right. that is, like... And somehow that erases all the programming in Optimus's head that the evil lady put in there, much like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 3, where... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> he overrides his own it, It's really, like, but... you know, <laughs> Avengers or whatever, where, like, they say, like, you know, a couple words to Bucky, and, like, all of a sudden he, like, goes apeshit. Same thing with Optimus in reverse. I'll take Bucky because MK Ultra was a real thing. Yeah, and right. it took him two movies to kind of unbrainwash himself. And Maybe they have like robot LSD that they gave Optimus on Cybertron. It's an oceanic experience. What? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so why do the Transformers live in Cuba and why do they care if they're illegal? 
I think, because yeah, Cuba was like... just like, you know, for some reason, like, I guess they think, like, Cuba is isolated from the rest of the world, despite, you know, it only being really isolated from the U.S., which is the world. Yeah, to Michael Bay's audience, of course. Yes, and China, but... Oh, we'll get to China. Don't you fucking worry, Justin. Because, I mean, these money, these <laughs> movies make money in China, and it is obvious that, you know, they're, they're pandering a little bit. Well, it's actually my next question because, of course, NASA observes the. Sorry, real quick, John Turturro. I had to look up the guy's name. I, 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 conspiracy theory, real quick. Sorry to go back to Cuba. I think the sole reason why was that he wanted to go to Cuba, and uh, they wanted him in this movie, and he's like, "But I want to go to Cuba," and they're like vacation. Yeah, so it's a whole ploy just for him to be on vacation. Were they really in Cuba, though? Do you think they were really filming on location? No. no. It was like, like a green screen, probably. <laughs> well, the, well, the green screen with the, who the, the Transformer who was no help to the other Transformers who just oh, wanted the one to play that's soccer. Like, wanted to play basketball? Yeah, or yeah. soccer. <laughs> and that was, that was the racist Transformer of the movie, right? Because of the accent. One there of them... were like three racist Transformers in this movie. They had two little racist ones again, and then they had the big like Jamaican one in... Uh, Oh, the Jamaican one. In, I thought you were talking about the, the, the <laughs> medic, Scottish, bearded one, which robots have beards, but we'll get to that because I bet Clark has that on his notes too. My next question is, why is NASA man listening to a Chinese music app when he doesn't look Chinese and probably doesn't know Chinese? Product placement. China. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that was because we got a rip of it from China. <laughs> but I don't know. It carries on the, it's actually part of the Martian uh, canonical story, you know, how the Chinese saved uh, Matt Damon, and so now NASA and China are working together in such oh, harmony yeah. that they're, they're... Oh, and then Matthew McConaughey pushed some books out of Mark Wahlberg's bookshelf from a dimensional rift and taught him how to save the Transformers. Yeah, yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah. What's <laughs> your problem with that? <laughs> well, I'm you know, say hi to your man. mother, you know. Like, right. Take I'm, an interest in science. I'm not a Vietnamese man, so I'm not really afraid of him. <laughs> Ooh. Lawsuit detected. Yeah. Incoming lawsuit. Right. Yeah, fucking come after me. Um, we have the books to prove it. <laughs> yeah, come after me for your speaking about your public record criminal conviction, but okay. <laughs> Why is everyone cool with there being aliens? And this is something I wonder about a lot of movies now, but especially this one, because everybody seems to be so afraid of the Transformers, but then at the same time, they're, they're not afraid of the concept of other things in space. That, I, I think, is believable because they've had 10 years in this continuity to get used to it. Wait, because, are we up to, is this when the kids showed up and they like snuck into like the football stadium? Is this where we yeah. are? Yeah, they, like it's an alien containment zone or something is what they, they call it, the stadium area, because yeah. they think there's active Transformers in there, and they're just kind of waiting them out. Did but anybody the, else notice what stadium it was? I'm almost certain it's the same stadium from the, the same graphic and stuff from Bane's blown-up stadium when he blows up the Gotham I'm pretty sure, because it looked like it was a dome stadium at one point, but something happened. It looked exactly the same as the Bane thing. <laughs> I believe, though, why people are accepting of aliens, because 
that's been 10 years since the first movie. Yeah, I, and like, everybody knew about the Transformers after the first movie. The first, you know, oh, couple true. years, yeah, sure, <laughs> Alien freak out, but then, like, once you get starting to see them and they're just like, okay, well, whatever, they just like, you know, making slightly racial stereotypes yeah. and whatnot. They're cool. Like, the Be military fun. guys, those that same guy, at least one of them, has been in all of the movies, and you can see now, like, go back and watch the first movie. He looks a lot younger. Now he has, like, gray hair and lines and stuff, so you can... In a world People where NASA employees listen to Chinese music apps, aliens yeah. exist. You know. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Um, did you like the Metal Gear Solid robot, Justin? What? That little two-legged thing reminded me of the two-legged thing from Metal Gear Solid. A little two... Oh, the, uh, the, their take on the at-at. The, the little, like... ATST. Yeah, it has yeah. a cannon Oh, sorry. On. Yeah, it has yeah, kind yeah, of sorry. a cannon Oh, the it. little blue robot with no, no, the that's, Google not, eyes? No, no, not the Vespa, the... The one that was hunting them. the hunter robot, yeah. Oh yeah, those were like from a uh, four. That yeah, one that Raiden fought. You don't know any of this, so I don't know why I'm saying this, but okay. <laughs> I actually do, so I watched you and Christian play that entire game and scream about it. You but, were there one time. That was Sons of Liberty, right? He, like stops the ship at the end with his teeth and that dumb shit. Uh no, Sons of Liberty is the second one. But yes, stops it with his teeth and okay, his yeah. feet and. Right, and then yeah. you you fight liquid on top and you guys are no that's the second one okay well anyway oh well, no wait no you're that's okay like the end I, of four. Yeah, yeah, I thought you meant liquidus okay no, liquid no. yeah you do yeah the, after you crawl through the microwave laser beams oh spoilers yeah <laughs> anyway for a 10 year old game <laughs> appropriate we've had 10 years to get used to it just like aliens so did we make robots to hunt robots if so why does it make sense to use a thing trying to kill you as your own army what's to say they don't turn on you well, didn't well, they already establish control. if they just throw, like, parts of Transformian bodies at them, it, like, makes them into a Transformer? That's, that's, that's what I mean, though. Like, what is to stop the Transformers and just... But those, hun mean, those Hunter robots aren't Transformers. They never transformed, and they're being remote-controlled because they show they were, they're using, like, a laptop in those In metal the prior movies, they, they showed that you can throw Transformium at a vending machine and it becomes a Transformer. Right, but they learned that that was, like, fucking stupid because, remember, <laughs> they, made, they made those custom transformers like they made galvatron and he turned against them because like they put megatron's brain inside him but for some I think, reason. I'm, I'm saying at least yeah. i don't know if you are too but why don't the transformers who are being hunted by the robots just do that and turn the whole thing on the humans like why would because we've learned that in history that's what happens i mean every you know yeah so a weapon was created in one of the earlier movies and they just dropped it the technology yeah. was lost to time is kind of what greek fire you know we're Okay, yeah. I think but it took a little longer to lose Greek fire than like though. five years. We didn't have a worldwide catastrophe. You notice that's what happens. It's very short in today's You notice that's what happens in every one of these movies, though, that they sacrifice the continuity of each movie for the sake of making the next one. Like in the first one, they're all after that AllSpark thing, and that's the whole reason they're on Earth. I because, was kind of thinking about yeah. that during this movie. And in Revenge of the Fallen, they retcon that said, no, the whole reason they're on Earth is because Megatron serves that evil fallen guy who lives on Saturn, and they want to use the great pyramid transmitter thing to blow up the earth and then in the third movie it's like no no everybody's on earth because they're looking for the space bridge that sentinel prime has and then the age of extinction it's everybody's on earth because no reason given and now so, it's everyone's on earth because the planet is an anti cybertron like right. the planet's what? actually unicron unicron okay i don't remember the fucking names all right it's, but that's the thing they're just taking all these names 
from the Transformers IP, like from way back in the day, like Nemesis Prime, Unicron, all the other stuff, Galvatron, and they're just like slapping it onto shit that has no resemblance to what came, to the things that they yeah, were actually named after. Before. They make a few hundred million dollars every right, time I know, they do but it. Say they can say like the planet's Unicron, and it doesn't mean anything really. You, you do realize that like this. Like this whole thing stems from a toy line. So back when it started, the toys there were some. There's two guys sitting in an office going, "So the good guy's Optimus Prime. What should we name the bad guy?" No, I, ex- and the other I guy's accept like, that premise. Nemesis ex- Prime. Duh. And I, I, then, <laughs> well, I accept that premise completely. It's just that if they're going to create a continuity, they, it has to be consistent at least. Like the original Transformers. Uh, cartoon it retconned itself a few different times and like people never shut up about that because there's inconsistencies but for the most part it was pretty consistent about like okay there's good guys and bad guys they fight on Cybertron they want to rebuild Cybertron that's the whole reason why they're on earth stealing the energy and that was the whole gist but in this one it's like they changed the reason why they're there and doing stuff every other or every movie so, yeah, and Matt. I just like, why were they here in the first place? Why did they? <laughs> I don't Changes get it. every time. Changes every time. Yeah, I mean, because they honestly, have to keep making movies. <laughs> honestly, from my standpoint, where I don't really care about these movies, I sometimes forget what happened in the prior movies. Yeah, so me too. Whatever they like... want to say is like, you know, general audience, like you know, eating popcorn and sombreros or whatever. Like, I've totally forgotten. Like, I don't, like, I, I don't even think of these as like part of the same universe anymore. Because, like, he, you're talking about all this stuff. I'm like, oh, right, AllSpark, and all that. No, and, they're honestly standalone movies, yeah, more or less. Like, yeah, they can just say whatever the fuck they want, as far as story goes. I mean... <clears throat> that is true. There is, like, a slight thread of, oh, Transformers came here in the last movie at some point. Maybe it was the last movie, maybe it was the one before that. I don't know. And that's, like, really the only thread that gets continued, I feel like. I mean, so... We go to the stadium where Bane blew it up. Okay. Just to get back on the plot here. Because this movie, it's a long movie. We've yeah. got to get through it. Then there are kids who are sneaking around there that we don't know, making cringy jokes. And they run into a Transformer or something. And then the military thinks they're going to save the kids by shooting a missile danger close to blow up the robot that's not going to hurt them. And yeah. then Mark Wahlberg shows up with a space gun and shoots people. And also, he says he likes to hit kids, and he's, I wrote, he possibly confused over whether or not the kid was Vietnamese. <laughs> well, to go back, it, I think it's just a subtle take on the U.S. Predator drone strike program. I'm going to stop you right there, because anytime <laughs> a movie says it's talking about the drone program, you know that's just some asshole who came up with that in a desperate PR move. I that's refer it. you to Star Trek Into Darkness for further... That's total ex post <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, no, no, it's really significant because you know we, we thought about that stuff when we wrote it, guys. I was like, no, you fucking didn't. You just, you just just... How can we work an explosion yeah. to the scene? Right. What if they shoot a missile at the robot? All right. But it's got to be near the kids. But drones. They have to be vaguely, you know, <laughs> non-white looking. No, no, there was the one white kid who falls in love with the girl. The dorky kid. Yeah, the dorky kid. Who's oh, like, yeah, there was. So you have like a boyfriend or something like that. I can't remember what he actually says, but it was, it was the lame cliche line. that the. I thought those kids fucked off after that scene. Yeah, did they? they did fuck off, except for the adorably homeless girl who Mark Wahlberg, I guess, later. She's adorably homeless oh. and sassy. And yes. she's like Latina. Was a right. stowaway or Wise something. Latina. Yeah, very wise Latina. <laughs> Just binoculars. 
And then they go to Mark. <laughs> right. They go to Mark Wahlberg's junkyard. That was a that was a wise Latina joke for all of my friends from law school. Oh. They go to Mark Wahlberg's junkyard where he lives yes. and has a fridge full of Bud Light that they make sure you know is full of Bud Light in the Several blue times. bottles. And they make also, sure you know he's drinking one. Right. Also, can we is it, is this time that we can bring up the whole idea that Mark Wahlberg in this universe does not get laid? Like there is this like, there is a universe out there where a person. Of Mark, Mark Wall. I mean, he. What do you mean? He gets the girl in the end of this movie. No, no. He he comments that it's like it's been so long since I've had sex. Yeah, he and, hangs out with Transformers all day. Yeah, but in what world does that happen? This like if anybody <laughs> hangs out with a bunch of you know robots all day. Like if they have a bunch of you know figurines around their room. Yeah, that's sort of. I bet if you, you look if you explain that to anyone else outside this little podcast circle. And said, explain that there's a guy hanging out with robots. Like, oh yeah, it's kind of weird. But you show this is the guy, Mark Wahlberg. They'll be like, well, that's okay. Because he's like, also a fugitive. Yeah, he nobody wants to be near him because he's basically radioactive. He no, he's a fugitive. They want him. I mean, he, oh yeah, because some, somehow his, his he, daughter and brief heavily into the phone. Like he can't even talk to her. Yeah, because. The NSA doesn't know where you are based but on your phone. But if usage. he's a fugitive, she was involved in all the stuff in the last movie too. Why does she just get to go to college and like have a good time and stuff? Like, why isn't because she the a fugitive? Because the debt you get to college is enough of a punishment for her. No, that's the, but like it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't the CIA and those guys be like knocking down her door and like torturing her and saying like, "Where's your dad? Where's your dad? Tell us." <laughs> Wait, what tells you that they're not though? We don't because see she her talked to him on the phone and she was like telling him all this stuff that. You know, you yeah, think but, if she was telling him, like, she has to lure him to their secret hideout to get captured, they, she would say something else besides, yeah, like, okay, I love you, bye. Mark's behind seven proxies, so it's fine, all right? Is he? Yeah, that's what the uh, <laughs> Scottish robot said, I thought. Oh, yeah, he had to cut off the phone after, like, a minute because they will get a trace on you. It was like Mission Impossible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was watching the train station clock. Um, What? I don't know. I didn't watch the Mission Impossible series. Like I have no. never seen a Mission Impossible movie. Okay, okay. So the scene is when uh, Tom Cruise is in the in the station, the train station. He's making a phone call on the, one of the pay phones, and he hangs it up right before they make the trace on him because he calls Langley. Oh, but he's watching the train yeah, station. That whole bad clock. movie science trace thing. Yeah, because okay. yeah, it doesn't okay. take you know. Right, but it's a spy movie trope. So yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It, to moviegoers, it's like, oh yeah, there is like a countdown clock before they figure out the trace, but it's. I can't remember which way it goes. It's either instant or it actually is like very, you know, takes a long time. Well, there's always work. that one guy on the police side who has like the one side headphones and goes, Yeah, that thing, yeah. <laughs> he just points it and then they pick up the phone. And it's like, That's the countdown start. So Mark Wahlberg lives in the trailer and he calls his daughter sometimes because he's lonely. Um, but he has all these It's really friends. disturbing. Like, oh, I wrote, Who is this terrible English character? Why is she in the movie? That's the professor. We haven't, we we have, we haven't got interest. her yet. Like, she needs to be his love interest, and it turns out she's like one of the chosen people that can use the staff. Also, she hasn't got laid, which I find also highly unbelievable. Like, She comments that it's been a while since she's been on a date, The too. whole fucking movie's just like... <laughs> the whole of just yeah. bad dialogue and... It's kind of like when you see shit. someone who's just like a little overweight. They're like, "I'm so fat." It's like, "No, you're not. You're not that desperate." Like, <laughs> the whole movie is just pieces of exposition just kind of getting you to the next action sequence. That's like, it's a bunch of action sequences that's strung together with, what all these with chewing are. gum. Also, right. that's, like a that's a good point, though, because I wrote down here that um, why does the robot know all the robot legends? Like, why do they all know every legend about robots? Like, they're all history authorities on everything. The robots? Yeah. 
because they have a because they're know, millions computer of years memory. Old. Yeah, like, <laughs> like their memory works better than me. Like I couldn't, you know, spout off, you know, all these like, you know, Arthurian myths. I can be like, okay, he pulled the sword from the stone, but I don't know beyond that. Like, but okay. they they have a good memory, man. I, I mean, I guess they're swapping files with each other then, because yeah. Right. Also, Oxford. Remember, she teaches at Oxford, and when they show the class in her walk kind of museum, doesn't that look like it's just like a high school kids? Like they're just like I always I would think Oxford. You know, they they always show Oxford students wearing like like preppy uniforms. Whoa, yeah. whoa, Matt, are you stereotyping what people who go to Oxford look like? Are you being an ageist? Yeah, you're being an ageist. <laughs> hey, being... I have been to Oxford, Ohio. I know what it looks like <laughs> <Yeah>. there, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's honestly what Different I thought at first was like, yeah, is she teaching at Oxford of Miami or, or was Oxford of Ohio? And then, uh, Miami of Ohio in Oxford. Whatever. But you, <laughs> but you bring up a good point about this, this woman, I can't remember what her name, Vivian, I think is her name. No one cares. English yeah, but check. She, she has a point of being in the movie, but that's my Boobs whole... Boobs in history. Well, that, yeah, that's my whole, <laughs> my whole gripe with the movie is that there is stuff in there that if they developed it more, it could be an enjoyable movie with a real story and stuff, but it just feels a lot like they get these scenes where we get characters who have an inkling of a story and they kind of just tease something that could become a story and then they never really develop it. And it kind of functions to make you think you're seeing something significant before you get to the next action scene. That's it, how I felt watching it. How about it. the Suicide Squad thing on that very point? What? Where they're talking and the Megatron's talking to the guy oh. in the desert, like, I, you know, I want oh, my team. No, oh, no, no, no. Judge. Yeah, no, come yeah. on. If, then, if, if, <laughs> you have to go back to the original, the original version of that, Con Air. That's the Con Air. Because, like, same, same director, right? Like, it's... What is it? Is it? Or no, no, that's Jerry I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's Jerry Armageddon. Bruckheimer. You're thinking Armageddon where they have the montage of getting all the wild oil rig guys like yeah. chasing Owen Wilson on his motorcycle and shit. And Steve Buscemi's at the strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fat guy's getting a tattoo. Okay, I accept that Mark, Wal- <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, Michael Bay is a shitty, uncreative director, but to me that was very strange because it includes things like a robot robbing a bank. I understand why an oil man who's like a crazy psycho guy would rob a bank or whatever, but a robot's like, haha, I have the money to buy food. So why, yeah. why does the robot need money, and then why does he blow up the money? Right. So, like, what is his goal here? Like, just to... Cause chaos, Chaos and terror, like... It seemed like he went into the bank with a goal, and he said, fuck that goal, despite, you know, having all the trump cards. Like... I don't understand what was going on there in his, you know, fucked up robot head. Even uh, true though, I mean, if you're a That's real smart robot, how you, you describe st- Michael Bay too? You would, <laughs> you would steal a low yield nuclear bomb and blow up the rail yard in Chicago that would cripple the economy. That's like the robot move to think about it like that. But this guy's like, I'm gonna rob do, a bank. Do these giant robots with unstoppable <laughs> power even need a small nuke to cause, you know, I'm national saying, chaos? It'd be easier, but. You know, like, the fact that he's robbing a bank and just destroying the money from a bank, even though it's a big bank, still, it's just a bank. And that's, like, I don't know, all these robots are, like, there's all this implication, like, oh, no, you can't have him, he's a psycho. No, absolutely not, Megatron. It's a little faggy lawyer guy, like, let me call my boss, I'm not sure. All Michael Bay's favorite stuff just jammed into one scene. I don't like it, is what I'm getting at. Are you upset they just made fun of lawyers? Because I feel like... No. Okay. I don't care about that. I care about Michael Bay like recycling the same three plot points and the same five characters. Or how about the also, stereotypical nerdy guy who works at like the Pentagon or something? Yeah. Be like, you guys have to listen to me. You, I'm just gonna put my. It's all physics, guys. You gotta listen to me. You well, gotta listen. What was the wait, point of him? Like, I don't even. Just I don't know. To wait, be, like, to go a back. To go, to, to go back to the lawyers real quick. <laughs> also, 
if this is all planned out, because clearly he's been holding, what was he holding hostage again? He was holding something hostage, wasn't he? Or was he just sitting out in the desert? Who, Megatron? Yeah. I think he was just sitting on the desert. and then. They, okay, so yeah, he, so he's sitting on the desert. Then the army wanted to partner with him because they're like, oh, this hasn't, you know, backfired on us before. Yeah. Like, but they bring the lawyers out there and they sit them at tables. And like, you would think they would already have this shit decided. Like, no, yes, no. Like, they don't have to, like, sit there and flip through books and call people. Like, come it's on. It's so expect- that there can be more happening in the scene and more things yeah, are moving. Yeah, it, it seems easy enough to at least, you know, have a, you know, some sort of communication Rather than bringing all these people to one spot where it's like, hey, Megatron, submit your list. But you know that Michael Bay like, writes these movies from the perspective that there has to be something moving at all times. There can never be a still object in the frame. Uh, right. So, okay. yeah. it's, that, it's that trick. It's like a, it's a good filmmaking trick where they, they film people walking in a corridor and stuff, and they're, having, they're talking, so it looks like the plot is moving forward. It's an illusion. Because they do that in the Anthony Hopkins scene. Yeah, where he explains everything oh, in like one extended scene he explains the whole movie but they do it so like oh they're walking on his little his castle campground or whatever they're going inside his house and they're going into his study then and all the while he just tells you the whole movie and apparently his house out in the english countryside has a direct route to 10 downing street and the prime minister has no idea about well, let's that. talk about their house in the countryside because when when uh it's a direct ripoff of the Da Vinci Code. It is because he explains everything the same way the guy in the Da Vinci Code does. The professor guy, uh, T Bean, or whatever. Down to having a butler. Yeah, he's he's Ian McKellen's character from the Da Vinci Code, right down to the lines he says when they're escaping in the plane or whatever. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's just an adventure. An old man got to go on a great adventure and stuff." That's exactly what the guy says in the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> same fucking lines. But the robot that <laughs> kidnaps um British woman, when it starts to drive. There's a point where the police start to chase it, and it's like, oh, no, the cops. And then it cuts to footage of it going around what is obviously a closed racetrack where they, yeah. they did, um, I think, where they flipped the car for Casino Royale, and then it cuts back to them driving in traffic. It's, I just thought that was really bad for well, a movie that costs this much money to make. Did you notice, too, the whole family tree thing and the fact that Anthony Hopkins has, has been tasked with tracking the Wit Wiccans yes, throughout yes, the centuries? Yes. Da Vinci Code again. <laughs> I know the bloodline. Yeah, right. the Grail trace. And then the, the girl bloodline. is the last in the line of the Witwicken. I don't. What happened to Sam Witwicky? Is he dead now? No, that's that's they. That's I. I clearly remember listening to, to some other podcast where they went in depth into this movie. Like we are. Shia got killed by drugs. Yes, and they, yeah, they explained it like that. <laughs> there is like a scene that's like they show his picture and it, it has his birthday and his death year. Like. Oh. From here, this to this year, and it's like after college, his parents were murdered, and then like he was killed after college, and that's why Mark Wahlberg comes in the third movie or the fourth movie. I mean, but they never explain that. They just they just they kill. Just show, yeah, yeah. They just saw a goofy picture of him going like, what? yeah. It just <laughs> literally like has like that's like the best picture they have <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the family tree, like him looking like a retard. Yeah, <laughs> but, but of also, course that, that she's family the tree, only one. like I don't know if you guys ever like scene where those huge family trees like that's a big mess of a family tree like i mean you would think he had all that time after a few generations gets pretty big and well yeah but you would think all that time and space and walls he could have like drawn the lines out a little bit further but that's what they're doing they're just drawing it out like the in the da vinci code like oh you're vivian you're the last of the bloodline of the witwickens this huge tapestry of your family ship that you didn't know about but i know and i have in my house (laughs) <laughs> with Merlin the butler. Right. Yes. And apparently the the head of the 
government organization from the last movie because if oh. she's related to Merlin and Merlin Stanley Tucci and Stanley Tucci played the guy in the other movie. Wait, is Merlin Stanley Tucci in this yeah. movie? I didn't see that. Wait, Lord. the butler robot was Merlin? No, no, the butler robot. Uh, no. Oh, I thought that was what Clark just said. <laughs> the butler robot had Merlin's voice. Yeah. Oh, was oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it is Stanley Tucci then. So Stanley Tucci... Yeah, Stanley Tucci is Merlin. Yeah, he's Merlin. And then he's the guy from the last movie. I don't so, even care if it is him. He can't even save this movie. It doesn't matter. I, mean, I, hated, like, <laughs> I hated the character. I hated the butler robot so much because it was just an, like a deus Cog, ex Cogman. I hated him. He just showed up and like just... Uh, it sounds like a Futurama <laughs> joke, by the way. The fact his name was Cogman. Like yeah. a robot. I <laughs> think that like, there's like Cogwell <laughs> or something in one of the Futurama films. Yeah. Like one of the mafia robots was named that. Or yeah. Something. Or yeah. And then like I know in Rick and Morty is gear, the gearheads. But like... But he does martial arts. Really? Like this is so fucking lame. And, but he's been around for... He served all the lords and ladies oh, okay. of the family. I, I can almost believe that because if you're a robot around for, you know, several thousand years, you would probably pick up a few skills along the way, like, you know, martial arts or cooking or playing an organ or something. He probably just uploaded it into his brain like 800 years ago. Wait, did you say cooking or cocaine? What? Cooking, I Okay. Think. Oh, I said playing an organ... Did I say cooking? I don't remember. Because <laughs> all I heard was cooking, you know, playing organ, cocaine. I was like, well, oh, yeah, we I mean, go. all those years, I would pick up something, too. Like, so we're there in the mansion, and I've written here, Witwickens, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's Shia, question mark. Turns out, thank God it wasn't. But the next thing I wanted to touch on was, is this a Family Guy episode? Because they just suddenly cut to World War II and robots shooting Nazis for maybe a couple minutes, but for no reason, really, at all. I, I think that was to explain that the Transformers had been helping people for centuries because but they picked that one specific thing over like anything. Yeah. i just find that like We're very from, lazy yeah uh, i mean again like if apparently the transformers have been helping only the allied powers through the centuries like that's what i mean how did why they, didn't they how no, not, not just the allies the english-speaking allies like the well, americans okay, so and the english the okay <laughs> going back to mark Wahlberg here why weren't the transformers helping in vietnam one side or the other Maybe that's why Mark Wahlberg's so angry at Vietnam people. Also, <laughs> it, it retcons the first movie again, too, because in the first movie, it's like nobody had ever even what heard anything things? about Transformers, and the only exposure that they ha had was like Sam Witwicky's grandfather was exploring the Arctic or something, and Megatron crash-landed there when he was looking for the AllSpark, and he got frozen in an iceberg. And nothing about Transformers before that in history. It's like a completely new thing. But yeah, but they, they served like a spiral in World War II, so maybe that was... They, they kept themselves secret so well for centuries and thousands of years. You are making a face. Because <laughs> I don't believe it either. I'm trying to stretch that. here. I am stretching. You stretching. Yeah. But, but we're not going to do the yeah, second it, part of that. No. Okay. Okay. But, yeah... See, at least in the original Transformers continuity, they had a good explanation for that, is that they were coming to Earth like five million years ago trying to get the energy resources of Earth, and they crash-landed on Earth in a volcano, and then they all got knocked out for like two, four million years or whatever, and then they wake up in the year 1985 or something when the volcano erupts, and it, it like starts the computer again inside their ship. And that's how, like, they start up the war again. But they don't go back and say, like, oh, the Transformers were, like, you know, 
they were helping dinosaurs or something. And <laughs> no, they were dinosaurs. But then, that, how would they explain all the veterans that served with them? Like, you know, that's, that's the thing, though. It's like it's it, it makes no sense historically. It makes no sense from like a logic perspective, and it makes no sense from a you know, like you were saying, a, a, a good luck picking you know the good guys each time. That's convenient. But why but, would you send soldiers and transformers? Well, to kill Nazis. Why don't you just send the Transformers? The Transformers were the right. cars. Somebody had to drive the car. No, they can drive themselves. But could you imagine, like... But there's no driver. That would be suspicious. But they can... Remember they have the um, well, no, holographic driver things they can assume. Do they all have that? They, they have that technology they all wasn't there yeah. in 1942. Oh, Justin. <laughs> I'm still imagining that at some point there was a car <laughs> Transformer in the middle of a battle transformed staff. too quickly <laughs> and killed everybody that was on board. And I oh, think that's yeah. how Patton died. That's how Patton died, right? He yeah, died he in the jeep accident. Into a tree. Yeah, no, it was a transformer, and he was trying to transform, and Patton didn't get out in time. He got killed by a cart. Yeah, what? a cart ran down the hill and killed him. Wait, really? Or is it? I a... think that's what happened. Oh, I thought he just yeah. crashed his jeep. I don't. I think he crashed his jeep. Yeah, he he was a car just, accident. He got in some car accident. Yeah, yeah, it was. It but was... I believe it's a transport-based car accident. I think we've solved. But... It's just, a, it's, it's just yeah, a Decepticon. It's just a confounding yeah. thing to put in the movie in the first place because it makes no sense and it confuses you when you see it and then it's only there for about five seconds but it still confuses you afterwards when, and it doesn't really add anything to it. Like all it does is like, oh, you know, people like seeing Nazis get blown up. Market research says people like Nazis getting blown up, so we, you know, we should put that in there. But it's like it's like that parrot thing that you always talk about in yeah, Citizen Kane, right? So they put in a Nazi thing. It's like, oh, it's just jolt people awake who are falling asleep in the movie. <laughs> but they could, I'm saying that they wanted to do like the Transformers have been helping out through history. They could have had a lot more to do with that. Like the, it's a bad movie, but at the beginning of X Men Origins Wolverine, I think is actually pretty cool. Where he and his brother, because they don't age, like it shows them fighting through all like the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, all that crap. Yeah, that was a pretty cool opening. This is just like they, they showed up one time in World War II to kill Nazis at a party, and then they went back in the ground and slept until Shia LaBeouf bought a used car. But that, see, that, that gets to that me. That makes like, total sense, though. It, it's, I it's, mean. A, it's like a question that they pose like when we talked about that Arthurian thing in the beginning of the movie, how that would have just been a superior movie. They kind of tease that, and then they tease another thing, like Transformers in World War II, and it just kind of it makes you think once again, like, wow, wouldn't that have been better or more interesting than the movie I'm actually watching in the set in the present day? I think I really said think about every Michael Bay Yeah, but movie. I really don't think that's a thing that you want to put into your viewer's mind. Just me. But hmm. Say, so, like, this is what I could have given you, but I gave you this instead. Well, there's always that... <laughs> I mean, just know that the next Transformers movie, because there's going to be another one, is not going to be directed by Michael Bay now. <clears throat> Good. So... Who's going to direct it? No idea. Hopefully it's Dark Ages, though. I wouldn't mind going back, you know. Ridley well. Scott's Transformers. Yep. <laughs> He's too busy with Prometheus 3. Yeah, speaking of uh, the Cybertron table, though, that Anthony Hopkins has, just speaking of alien shit. Oh, yeah, that table that comes to life, apparently. Yeah, yeah. just because, you know, here's my table from Cybertron, whatever, it's not a big deal or anything. Aside from keeping it secret, fine. Anthony Hopkins is the caretaker of the knowledge or whatever, and he has to make sure the Wit Wiccans find it. Like, what is his role? Like, why is what? What makes he, him special? He he's a Wit Wiccan, and he no, he's not. He because if he is, what does he need her for? He's yeah. not oh. one of the Wit Wiccans. He's one of the protectors okay. of the family or something, and 
that he said like his family has played like a small role in the whole legend since that time. So if he's a protector of the family, then he's done a shitty job if he's not only lost the last line of the bloodline. Yeah, I, but has no contact with her, and he's got it down to one person. No, but he knows he knows who she is and where she. He was friends with her father, so he knew who she was the whole time. He was keeping tabs on her. Yeah, but See what the, I mean? It's just like the Da Vinci Code. The Secret Service just, just keep tabs <laughs> on the president. Like, they're right beside them. Like, if this is so important. It, it's a softer touch than the Secret <laughs> Service, okay? It's, a, well, right. it's, it's like, oh, this one died. I got, you, got another. You don't want to draw attention to the Witwickens because then the evil, the spooky but this is, quintessence yeah, right. goo people will kill them. This is kind of better than the Secret Service because it's not like flesh and blood people. It's like Grandpa has a killer robot butler that is going to... And you his, know, his come thing. after you if he needs but to. But the killer also, robot butler is busy making, you know, his meals and giving yeah, him his but he's daily got, pills. He's got the clock thing. <laughs> he's got the clock thing he threatens the prime minister with. That he never uses. Like, well, it's one also, of those, like... Well, he, aside from him carrying it around in apparently an easily shatterable container, I mean... I, did that ever get used? Did I miss that? I don't think so. No, no. He, just, he just threatened to use it. I mean, good luck if you ever drop it or someone bumps into you too hard or something. You're fucked. Yeah, you're but... on a train and it's like, <laughs> oops, sorry. <laughs> okay, that's, we're all That's dead. one of those things that I would have liked to see happen because that's something, you know, you tease something in Act 1 and the gun yeah, has it, to go off in Act 3. It's a Chekhov's gun that never fired. Like, yeah, exactly. They took well, the bullet out and put it right. back in the holster. Like. And the fact that he dies so, like, <laughs> he just gets, like... Uh, he gets shot in the back and he falls over dead and it's like, wait, is that thing still in his pocket though? Like, no. he See, fell. That, that would have been a Michael Bay thing if it shot like in the pocket and hit the robot or something. Kind of like how uh, Nicolas Cage killed the one guard in The Rock by shooting the missile at him full of the... The VX gas. Yeah. Or no, no, he put the VX gas pill in the guy's in mouth. mouth. Yeah. And, like, okay. and then he it, jabbed yeah. himself with a big needle. <laughs> While listening to the Beatles. Right. <laughs> Doing his um, best Jimmy Stewart impression. Yeah. So, the Anthony Hopkins. T- oh, so, sorry. Can I mention one more? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins Wick Wicken thing though, real quick. It's sure. like his last name Wick Wicken. It's all about magic with the Wiccans and like. Do you think that was? Yes. What? I think that they mm, that because in the like, original Transformers series, um, they had two human characters, Spike and Sparkplug, and I don't think they ever gave them last names. I could be mistaken about that, but then they. Called him Sam Witwicky in the original original Transformers movie in two thousand seven. Yeah, and he was like. I think Wick- they just said Witwickens, Wiccan, Wit Witwicky. Yeah, like, we've got it. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah, Wicked. Like Wick 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 Wicked. Right. It's like someone with a stutter trying. Writers' to room triumph. Yeah. <laughs> Writer's room cocaine, like probably just like, oh fuck yeah, I dated grows into Wicca. Fuck what Wiccan, yeah, awesome, yeah. right. <laughs> Merlin, Druid, Druid, Wicked, right? <laughs> Send That's it to Mike works. right away. Let's get yeah. this in Michael's hands for eyes on review right away. All right, bro. That's actually probably exactly the you know. <laughs> that's, that's I feel like you're giving him too much credit that Mike, that Michael Bay actually reads the scripts. I I know the whole point of these movies Maybe is they're to sell to toys, <laughs> but if you're gonna sell toys, you have to sell the toys with a compelling story to go along with them, I and mean, that's like the whole rationale. <laughs> Clearly, you don't play with toys. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> if you it, back in 1984 when they started the Transformers line, they did not do really well because they were first in Japan. They did not do really well over there, and they they took off once they started making the animation and they built the story along with it. And they did the same thing with uh, Beast Wars. Do you ever see that? The, yeah, no, the, I remember Beast Wars. The that CGI was... one. Well, the, they had the they knew the formula by then, and they did the same thing with He-Man toys. 
They just made the show to sell the toy, but the show had like a semi-decent story to go with it. You know what I mean? Or like the original ones, like the original Transformers They're still movie. selling Star Wars toys, okay? Like they, they, they don't need a compelling story anymore. Okay. But, There's selling Star Wars toys I'm that are based that, on that yeah. compelling story. That's what like, I'm saying. If there wasn't a compelling Rogue story, One toys, okay. If there wasn't a compelling Ooh, story for Star Wars, Wars. <laughs> but if there wasn't a good Star Wars story, yes. the toys wouldn't sell because, like, who cares what Luke Skywalker? I mean, suppose is. there, no, were, yeah, suppose yeah, there yeah. were three Wait, awesome I, Transformers movies that changed film storytelling forever. I think the toys really? would coast on that. I think Star Wars changed film storytelling. Oh, I thought you meant there were actually three no, no, I'm Transformers saying, suppose movies. Suppose there were three Transformers movies that were as good as the original Star Wars trilogy that sort of launched why they can coast on and make Rogue One toys because it's Star Wars. Uh, okay, I, I, yeah, See, I get what you're saying. Is, I got it. Yeah. A, as like, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, right? And I feel like I see these kids now of ki- people my age who grew up with the prequels, right? Like, face it, we did. And those those happened, and now you have these kids of those kids are now like walking around going like I'm Han and I'm. What were Luke. these movies called? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Does anybody know what he's talking about? Prequels. Uh, Rogue know. One. That's a prequel. <laughs> oh, Rogue One. You didn't say it correctly. <laughs> well, anyway, so <laughs> you have Japanese these kids walking around. <laughs> oh, and my saying, father like, fought in the Clone Wars. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> So you had these kids. Oh, right, the Clone Wars. Oh, Unicron. Oh, oh, yes, I came with my popcorn. Yay, I know that name. Wow, I, I never want to see a movie with you and or share popcorn. Uh, it, it, it burns, okay? You don't want to try that trick, all right? But like, I know you have. Oh, these way to the popcorn cools down to cut the hole in the bottom. Don't, don't apply Big butter sausage afterwards. pizza. <laughs> Sponsored right. podcast like, sponsored ahead, by Big Slash yeah. Pizza. So you have these kids walking around going like, "I'm Han and I'm Leia," and I'm like, "I, I, I know that they don't relate to those characters as, I'm not even close to what my generation relate to those characters. It's the Gen Xers who relate closer to those characters, and so the same thing the Transformers is now. It's not Optimus Prime, this semi truck who turns it, which by the way only happened once in this movie, and that was the mo- most exciting part I saw. Matt, was, where does this trailer come from? Where's his trailer going? He doesn't need it. Don't start. No, don't <laughs> I was like, what trailer? We're talking we'll about the talk movie for now. We'll an hour about the fucking trailer. I guarantee it if we go down. I almost suffocated no, but, last time. But so like, so I don't want to go down that road again. <laughs> so where are, like, so it, it's the same thing with the, these kids now. They're not looking at Optimus Prime as this long story with this whole background. They're just like, he's a truck and he turns into a robot. And he shoot things. But like, it's not actually like back in the day that there was much more to it than that. I mean, it was like he had a cool transformation. He turned into a truck. That was really the, the selling point, the neat thing. And then he had basically a one-dimensional but compelling character. So are you saying 1984 Transformers are like tweets from Obama? And... No, no, no. I'm saying that <laughs> back then, the part of the formula... Because now the new formula is no, like tweets from the new one. The part of the formula they got right was that they actually made a compelling character. Like Optimus Prime, one-dimensional as he may have been, was a good character because he represented good and something kids could relate to as opposition to the bad guy. They get that story. Whereas in this movie, and all these movies really, he's just a shameless murderer. He just kills a bunch of people indiscriminately. I and, feel like that's like a bunch of kids. Well, and he doesn't, stories. and you know, and he doesn't really have any kind of compelling story to go with him because one, he doesn't represent anything really because he just kills people and changes his values on a whim. And the only thing we know about him is that he came to Earth because Cybertron got fucked up. 
in and this movie. The reason, in this movie. Right, and then the yeah. reason why Cybertron has been fucked up changes in every movie. <laughs> so, well, wait a minute. Time, you're, that's, that's true about every toy for that era. Like, G.I. Joe is now just a nameless bunch of American Show soldier toys. G.I. Joe right? has Cobra guy on the ground, and he's like, no, please, G.I. Joe, and he blows his brains out, and right. he's like, yes! But also, Matt, tell, me how, many, tell me how popular the G.I. Joe toy line is today. It's not. No, you don't see it it's at all. It's not. But yeah. back in the day when they had the original show, the animated show, which was yeah, crappy I, by any standard, but it oh, had yeah. like that. I, well, let me I just had say all, this about right. that, though. Those I had all were, the tapes. Everybody wanted those The G.I. Joe line, yeah. you know, back in the day, that was on every, you know, afternoon or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah the G.I. Joe's now, there was one shitty movie six years ago or something? Seven? I don't even know how long there's ago. There's been two of them. Just there's there actually two. two? Yeah. yeah, there's a sequel. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. has a rock in it. Oh, but yeah. still, like, it isn't like every summer, like, these fucking Transformers movies that are coming out. So it's like, it's, you know, oh, my God, like, I have to get the Cinnamon Toast Crunch with the Optimus it's Prime on it. Movies, and whatnot. Like, There's, like, on um, Discovery Family, which used to be called The Hub on cable, there have been several animated Transformers series for, like, the last seven years since, or, you know, since the first Shia LaBeouf Transformers movie came out. And some of them tack the movie very closely, and some of them are do their own thing. I think they're arguably superior to the live-action movies. That's like if, if you take the live-action movie as the thing that might sell the toys, and a lot of the toys are based on these the live-action ones. Well, the same thing can be said about a lot really of the compelling, like the animated the animated shows for the Star Wars series. Now have some really compelling storylines that won't ever get touched on by the movies. Is that the one where they spin the lightsabers really fast, like helicopters, and fly away? I've seen that gift before. It looks great. Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, there was a CGI Star Wars show where people start spinning like quad bladed lightsabers really fast with their hands like helicopters and fly away. I must have just not remember that part because that's, that's <laughs> okay. a little different. I mean, we get off the toy thing. Yeah. But I just want to say that's a little different because those, are for, those are for characters that were created specifically for those shows, new characters in the Star Wars continuum versus the same characters in Transformers that have been continuously used for 30-some years now, but they've just been... They've had everything that they got put into them by the 32 years of shows and things kind of stripped out of them by these movies, made them very... Which is hilarious, because you would think that <laughs> the people who are making these movies would have been the age appropriate for when the first toys came out, right? Mm, uh, Possibly? Probably a little older. Okay. Actually. Yeah. Well, okay, then that never mind. My arguments. Like that Michael Bay's like sixty, isn't he? Yeah. He's oh, pretty geez. old. He was not playing with Transformers. I, he was doing Coke. He was doing playing with the real toys. He was actually yeah. fighting yeah. actual Nazis. He was <laughs> no. he was doing real Coke. Uh, anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. They hop in a submarine for some reason, so what the fuck is happening? And the submarine's also a Transformer? Why did they but go to the submarine? But it never transforms. Also, the submarine hits another submarine, but doesn't cause great decompression slash kill everyone. That's Transformium. It's Transformium. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Transformium. Oh. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I must have... Okay, <laughs> but why were they going in the, tra- the, the submarine anyway to, like, to go... It was Find the, Merlin's tomb or something. It was like the plot from... from I, um, did you ever play the new Wolfenstein game? Uh, no. Wait, which Wolfenstein? Where the secret technology is like kept from the ages by a secret society, and the base is at the bottom of the sea. Okay. And it's like a big cavern with dripping water and shit. It looks very much like this movie. 
Okay. Is this Wolfenstein, The New Order? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't they just release a new one? They did. It was, yeah, it was a sequel to that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Wolfenstein it 3D. Good. Yeah, it I remember good. That, yeah. that was the sequel. Anyway. Pretty good. <laughs> P. Good running on the Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Revenge of the Fallen Wolfenstein. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a submarine that takes them to the ocean floor, I guess, where Merlin's tomb is now. Which doesn't have the staff. I can't even remember. And Mock, he he pries open the crate and says, there's nothing in here. We came all the way down here for nothing. But it is the staff. It's it's camouflaged. Transformium. So once she touches it, it turns into the staff. Wait, um, it was the wooden staff the actual staff? Yeah, it was. And then it, it mm-hmm. turned into the, the robot staff when she touches it. See, because I honestly thought that she holds the wooden staff, and then they shoot, they you know do a jump cut over to Mark Wahlberg, and they jump back, and she's holding it. And I honestly thought Mark Wahlberg was like, oh, no, wait, here it is. And they picked it off the floor and handed it to her. Like, it was just laying out there. I didn't realize that the so wooden staff... So it doesn't make any sense. Like, why can this wooden staff of organic material... Transform into Transformium. metal. Transform. Okay, this is like bees becoming a Tommy gun. Okay, like this makes no sense. Well, it's but kind of like in the cartoon when the the one robot turns into a cassette tape to send a message to the other robots. But Transformium has it's 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 cool. Megatron turns into a gun. I mean, that's even more fucked up. Well, but you have a good point, Matt. And yeah. Also, the the fact that they they go from even in the original series they go from thirty foot tall robots into a cassette deck <laughs> yeah. that you can put on your table and it's that big it's I mean, this big and well, you can pick it up and like well, it only weighs you know, a couple ounces also that their it. entire society is based around 30 foot tall robots constructed somehow yet they still run off cassette tapes but that's another thing we can get that in the... it's camouflage they're, yeah they're just camouflage that like that makes sense to me just not the thing oh like, that makes he's, sense he's to you. 30 foot tall <laughs> and weighs like 30 tons probably or more and then turns into a little cassette player that some guy can carry around that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. It makes no sense, much like Justin was saying, you know, Transformium is not an excuse for some of these things. <laughs> it, it's just sort of a hand wave excuse. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. But like, trans- it's, it's the fucking Star Trek problem. It's like, how do we make this robot really tiny? Fucking Transformium. How do stop we make- asking questions. Right. <laughs> how, do we, how do we beam these guys above the planet with radiation? Yeah, I feel like Transformium. Just, I feel like the movie would have Fuckity benefited fuck. a lot from a scene where like Mark Wahlberg almost broke the fourth wall and would just say something like, I don't care about all these stupid things you guys are talking about. We're going to get killed here, guys. Okay? I mean, stop talking he... about Transformium. I like him to ask, how, how does this shit work? Or what, yeah. the, what the fuck is wring with this shit? Or something. Just the to... thingamajig. <laughs> Wait, doesn't he actually say that? when like yes. SEAL Team 6 shows up again and no he, like, ta- he says it to the girl yeah he's, he's like you gotta yeah you gotta repair the thingamajig to stop the bleeding right also does this movie tap into the demographic that Michael Bay is like pushing towards a more Christian audience saying that magic and realism be physics I don't think science? Christian people uh, like the premise of these movies because it's basically like robots are our gods and they come down and solve all our problems and dispense justice <laughs> it does, I don't know, but but they're made out of like semi trucks and pickup trucks. That it's, sounds like the most no, American thing possible. It's a do- idolatry, right? Because they're we're worshiping the robots. <laughs> so I wrote down here, Marky Smash Mark. Smash all the idols. Marky Mark realizes that he has a stick and is surrounded by elderly Vietnamese robots. Fears prison. <laughs> Man, low, you are just low kicking blow. that horse. That's a low blow. <laughs> But I wrote there before. I also wrote first the pyramids, now Stonehenge, 
Is this vacation on Studio Dime or Reliance on? I know what that is. Alien shit. Hey! Also, if the planet is the latter. Yeah, I think, think so about too. if the planet is actually Unicron and he's somehow hostile to Cybertron, and I'm assuming all its inhabitants. How would he tolerate them building all these things on him? Like, we're going to build Stonehenge on your body, How does Mother Earth take us we're, building things on but top it's of not, her? But it's not Mother Earth. It's like he's a construct. You know, he, he's another robot. We all know that, yeah. Yeah, we do. Because okay. Unicron is a giant transformer in the original movie and from 1986. But this, remember, this, this, in the sixth movie, he could turn out to be Right, like, he, he could turn out different. to be something completely different. But for now, we have to assume that he himself also is some kind of Cybertron analog. Well, so why would he talk... Why would no, he tolerate them building their pyramid power thing on there? Grant, you just answered your yeah. question, though, about God. It's that he can't be everywhere at once. He's not omnipresent. No, Transformers no, no, no. are not God. They're not omnipresent. They're not Unicron all is everywhere at once because he's literally right. everything. You're walking on, on his dick all the time. That's, That's a huge what, dick. Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, he's a planet-sized robot. Right. I mean, the, Wait, the, is the planet his dick or is he the planet? No, my th- my thing was I was making a joke about how how Christian people wouldn't really be attracted to these movies because the implicit message is that robots are the ones who come down and control our destiny. I just thought they wouldn't see yeah. it crappy <laughs> movies. By the way, also, you know, we're not alone in the universe. That's usually a big sticking point for them. That's oh, true. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. You think kind after all my years at a Catholic university, model. I would remember more of yeah. what they like, but I but, clearly don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so this movie has the Return of the King problem for me when we get near the end here. Too many endings? Because it's like, it's going to end now. It's going to end now. It's like, oh my God, there's more. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that. They're in that whole scene. It's like, okay, they got the staff. So it's over, right? Oh, wait, no, we got to figure out about the I, I think they glowy got, lady. They yeah. Got, they must have, got a, must, must have had a little funding from the Pentagon, too, because I noticed they used V-22 Ospreys to fly over to the, uh, the Quintessa's... Uh, which I thought whatever, like, and the Ospreys didn't crash and kill everybody. That's what that's what I thought too. I was like, why are they using the most accident-prone right. vehicle? Hey, it worked like, in Half Life. Worked okay. So, like, guys, could you just try to make it look it like we make good stuff for once? Or also, wouldn't it be the worst condition for the Ospreys to be flying in? Well, they, like they said rocks was, are floating. Speaking of which, did you bring yeah. your laptop? Sorry, appropriate of nothing. Yeah, All right, it's over there. Okay, we'll play afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're going to get Matt set up with some games. Oh, okay. He wanted to play Fallout again. Okay. Um, anyway. Back, yeah. Back, back to, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, whatever. Just want to check in. Ospreys, back to Ospreys. But, but yeah. seriously, like, because I had a really big problem with that, the fact that there's this huge celestial body entering the Earth's atmosphere and not causing any tidal exchange. But on top of that, you have helicopter planes maneuvering through floating yeah. island things like how does this thing not have its own gravitation yeah, yeah. like I, I was thinking of independence day resurgence during the scene where cybertron is basically hitting the surface of the yeah. earth and i was saying wow that's sad that in- independence day resurgence did that better than you because like that's what my thought too was like we're already screwed just by the fact that cybertron entered our, our atmosphere like yeah that What's well, another interesting point, though, that I thought of is on the Independence Day thing is what I liked about Independence Day Resurgence is that it had like that weird fusion of alien technology and human technology. I mean, no, 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 I, that, that was, was pretty like, cool. okay. I was about to say, like, decent from and my lore resurgence. perspective, yeah. I suppose. Right. But again, like the rest of it was the world building was great. The story, not so much. <laughs> was it? I don't know. So I was. Really, I, just, I don't know. I I I really enjoyed the concept that Americans were using QQ and floating in space. 
and that we would have Chinese generals and U.S. generals agreeing to war strategies. That's oh, the, you mean the messaging? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah I like, thought you meant the, like the emoji cue. I'm like, well, I don't remember that. No. <laughs> no, no. Okay, yeah. So but, then Optimus does his Dave Sex Machina return and as a, is bad, a bad guy. guy. Which out of no, because I totally forgot that that happened again. Like, but it was like the Avengers thing, because the Quintesson or Quintessa, whatever the fuck her name is, is like, you are now my slave. And Optimus, it's like being tapped with the staff with Loki. Optimus is like, you're right, I am your slave. Right. He's just like <laughs> Hawkeye. And, <laughs> and then much like Hawkeye, his good friend Black Widow slash Bumblebee is like, hey, remember, I love you. Like, we're good friends. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, we're good now. <laughs> Bumblebee, <laughs> thank you for restoring my honor or something. Yo, 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 no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Optimus. Also, wasn't the first movie the whole thing Bumblebee can only use radio frequencies? I've never heard yo, 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 yo so much on the radio recently. He listens to the wrong station. Just okay. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'll take your word for uses, it. He like, radio and movie sound bites, apparently, because he has John Wayne several times. Yeah, he says Pilgrim. Maybe he got it from a drive-in theater. That's possible. Picked it up on his radio. Yeah. When Shia LaBeouf took Megan Fox to a drive-in theater on a date. Wouldn't you if you had Fan a self- fiction. If you had a self-driving <laughs> bright yellow Chevy. Like, that'd be pretty cool. You mean they don't make those already? Chevy's I mean, not I making those? I somebody had a bright oh, yellow no. Lexus, but I know it never happened. had a bright yellow Lexus, too, and he never got laid about that. <laughs> You know what the sad thing is? The minute you said that car name, I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like, but also because there's only funny. one in the fucking all of Ohio. I know, but you, it's just like the minute he said yeah. it, I was just like, oh my you god. You notice like, that Bumblebee has a slightly different uh, yep. model of car yep. in each movie because they actually make a car and He's they updated. sell it with the marketing in real oh, life. Here. You can get oh, a Bumblebee yeah. edition. It's a trim no, package. No, no, no. I know. Oh, okay. Because you got one. No, oh. my cousin owns one. Damn. I went to a family reunion and he's like, You want to see my new car? Does and it have I like. Autobot logo on yes. it? Oh, God. <laughs> Not only that, but he had it custom so that it has none of the Chevy emblems on it. Oh. And instead, it has not one, but multiple Transformer logos, but both Autobot and Decepticon. So he can't make up his mind. Mm. So it's like a. You know, it's a cisgendered like it's not cis. You know, he's not the, the car has no idea what he is. Well, I, I get. I guess it's kind of hard to have also, a, dis- a Decepticon because they turn into jets and guns and stuff. He also has like he has like the Autobot symbol Foreign in the back, cars. where the Chevy. I'm trying to remember. I, I've tried to not imagine my cousin's car collection, but like where the Chevy emblems on the trunk is now an Autobot symbol. But then he took. The lettering from a BMW M class for the letter T, and put it next to it, so it's like Autobot T series. And it's like, why would you ruin a car like that? I get it. The car was already ruined when well, it, yeah, it was but like, it's like off the line in Bumblebee colors. But... Well, that is, that's what he has it in too, and it has like a little Bumblebee on the side of it, and I can't remember if that was factory or if he put that on there. But yeah, he has all he has all kinds of weird stuff, but like that. But so like, Optimus is a shameless murderer yep. again, as a bad guy and a good guy. So, so how does this movie end? They they fly to Osprey that doesn't crash <laughs> to to the the fortress with the staff, right. and we're on the third try at ending the movie. They have a giant battle. Optimus beheads five guys at once with his sword. That did happen. Um, <laughs> that happens he, like in every movie. He, he keeps talking people. shit to Quintessa the whole time while Vivian is trying to get a hold of the staff so she can deactivate the Cybertron thing. Optimus Prime's kind of a dick. Yeah, and he's, he's like, you have to grab the staff. 
Well, he knows what to do in every situation, but his solution is usually to kill like eight or nine people who are begging for mercy. Right, and then what happens <laughs> to the good guys do? Like, what happens well, to Quintessa? I mean, this, I, what, what does happen to Quintessa? I don't remember what happens to her. She turns I into a human, right? Because they show it in the in the after scene. There's two after scene credits. But how does she get oh, knocked off those. the? You missed those? <laughs> yeah, you had to sit through the entire credits to see them. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember, but uh, it's something with robots Wait. hitting each other. You saw the after credit scene, right? So, yes, I wrote down. Oh no, a post credit scene alluding to a new evil. Yeah, there's two. Mm-hmm. Did you see both of them? The one after the Chinese credits, yeah. Wait, I didn't see that one then. Oh no, I'm talking about the edition <clears throat> I saw. It had it like a, the entire credits thing was all Chinese people and like Chinese companies. Like when it got down there, like, oh well, yeah, there. it's an American. It, it's this is the greatest thing to happen to Sino-American relations since Nixon. So well, they have to. So the you <laughs> notice the. The defining thing that makes Optimus different than any, like he used to say transform and roll out was his his thing, and in all these movies he says he says he just says attack, kill, get them just, just like just <laughs> how America used to be let's roll out with like, our allies no. and now it's like no we're just gonna attack and kill on our own. See? No, he's just he, he just he's just a shameless killer. That's his. Why are you ascribing? <laughs> you're giving so much credit to Michael Bay as like a Oliver Stone filmmaker <laughs> yeah. trying to make a point with because, his art. Because I like to think that there is a point. <laughs> that there is a deeper message in these movies that are an obvious cash grab for toys and, that, and like cereal, in ten years like, there'll be like and Transformers popcorn. and Philosophy 101. You know, like there'll be like deep. Like, so Matt's trying to pitch his class. If any of you lefty, <laughs> hippie, dipshit universities want to hire an adjunct <laughs> to teach Transformers. Zing. I'm currently looking for employment, so it would help. Matt's going to teach Transformers and what? What is it going to be? The Zen of Transformers? How well, are you I mean, you could kind of do it with Locke, Lockean theory. You know, the idea that, like, we were all created So you're going to teach philosophy, but it's going to be the philosophy of Transformers. Well, Hobbes talks about Leviathan. So the Leviathan could have been a Transformer. And that's why we are born evil. Did you read the Leviathan or no, just I didn't. Did you just make shit up? You're just like <laughs> I took the class because we had to at school. I didn't read anything from it. I just remember big scary thing makes people bad, right? That's well, that's how... the Leviathan's the Jewish myth from the Talmud about whatever no, the giant that's creature. Not, that's not that's not the Leviathan. That's uh, the golem. The, no, the Leviathan's in there too. And oh, the really? golem is oh. the clay thing that you bring to life with evil magic. Or a pair of boots. Or a pair of boots, Justin. Or with a headset like in Batman Beyond. Oh my god, right. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because that's sci-fi. Because isn't that the, the kid at the construction site? Yeah, and he yeah. gets like psychic powers. And his dad molests him? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of unspoken. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. I was like trying to think of like a movie. I'm like, oh wait, Batman Beyond, the cartoon series. By the way, has anyone ever looked up the uh, Transformers wiki? <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I've read it. I read, read the it? one about the cartoon. Like, is there is there a film based? Yeah, there, there's always a wiki for any so, sort of. So sense. the my favorite, I, I I pulled it up for this because I wanted to bring it up was the Sam for Sam Whitkey. Oh, to say how he died? Uh, maybe I haven't got that far. Okay. In it. It's pretty big. It's pretty. It's pretty in depth. Pretty but, extensive. But I the very first, but the in the first paragraph, you know, in every Wikipedia page, you have a little depth, uh, paragraph that explains basically the whole idea. It goes. <laughs> When he bought a car, it turned out to be an alien robot. Who knew? Also, his pheromone level suggests that he wants to mate with Makila Baines. 
And he's a typical adolescent human with an atypical destiny. <laughs> and it doesn't seem yeah. very, like, you know, straight to the facts, Wikipedia style. Yeah, no, it's... it's I, I would want... have some it. poor editors over there. Uh, we yeah. need to, like, you know... Well, every paragraph, there's a little... There's, there's always a sentence that's, like, in parentheses. It's, like, it's the editor's comments on well, what yeah, he just wrote. You need to mention that on every one of these uh, pages on this wiki, it says, like, this is a stub. You need... There needs more detail. And stuff. Well, no, it goes over merchandise... <laughs> Okay, here we go. Last night film. But how does he die? There's not a lot on there. It's I just want to know how he's supposed to have died. Long term exposure to Transformium. So it says here Sam's profile picture from his eBay account was included among the portraits of members of the Order of Wit Witkins, kept by Sir Edmund Burton. That's it. Hey. Okay, Sir Edmund Burton was his name. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know his name throughout Anthony the whole Hopkins. movie. Okay. Okay. Anthony Hopkins. Well, he was playing the West same World role as West. Yeah, Westworld. He was just being what's his face, Ford, Doctor Ford again. Yeah. Well, well and he got he, and he got the curse, which I thought was the best part. You know. I think that would be a great death, though, for uh, Shia LaBeouf's character. Just have him die from long-term exposure to Transformium, and they figure out it causes <laughs> cancer or something. It's like, I, we got to get rid of the Transformers. I want, Shia, I want Shia to get loaded at a bar and think he's going out to drive Bumblebee, and his character dies because Bumblebee isn't there to back him up, so he gets he ejected through the windshield. He has to drive yeah. the car. <laughs> <laughs> he gets ejected through the windshield. <laughs> It's a tree, and they can have little. They can have like a little quick blurry shot of like the the photo from the crime scene investigator of like his body split in half. That's what I would have hoped they had the done in this movie. Down. Like they were like somebody was trying to kill all the Witwickens or something, and they got Shia, and now she's the Vivian is the last one left. That would have been the the perfect close of the circle for the Da Vinci Code ripoff. I was kind of hoping Mark Wahlberg would be King Arthur. <laughs> he's a knight. Be... He gets to be a knight. That's... I know, but well, no, he has to be related. No, to he's not, Merlin. No. He's not. He's not related. The thing, the little um, emblem, the seal, just attaches it to him, which says that he has been chosen to be a knight. For some yeah, reason. I totally missed out on how it got attached to his arm, and I was just like, because okay. he was in like the like robot stadium thing, and he found an old robot and the little emblem on the old robot. But when did it get attached you know, to his face, arm? Like a though. face hugger. It but just wh- crawled up his arm. It craw- and- crawled all around him. It crawled in his dick at one point, and the British lady's like, oh, yeah, it is on your cock. Mm. She was like saying, see, I see, hope it, the you problem know, don't with let this, it get down The problem there. with talking about this movie is I don't know when you're just pulling my no, leg. No, no, that's seriously, like, <laughs> oh, what happened? Seriously, what? No, 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 like, it was like crawling around and went down his pants, and then, like, the girl was like, oh, shit. That Jesus, where was dick. I during this movie? <laughs> hey, that was in the beginning. <laughs> I don't remember when this happened, but... I yeah, I, uh, it was early, like Anthony Hopkins' house, maybe or something, because he was like, "This thing's crawling all over me." Uh, I thought it was. I don't remember her house. It was either at her house or Anthony Hopkins. Her house with her retarded mom, who's just like, yeah, the, with <laughs> the, the get like, people playing bridge. It's like, oh wow, they're they're really having a fun time up there, and they're like obviously like smashing like glass and stuff. It's like I don't. Mm, that seems dangerous. Get some cuffs in bad places. Because they think they're banging and that they're gonna go listen. Which is equally creepy. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> fucking weird. Like, very English country manner inbreeding kind of creepy. Yeah. So you get those horse teeth. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't have horse teeth. I don't even know who the actress is who plays this lady. She's probably never going to be in anything else. But... Also, uh, something just coming Except back Michael to the. Bad. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So to go back to the, the professor lady real quick, I just remembered she taught medieval studies. That was the class she was teaching. So how does she not know about her own family? Because it's a secret, just like in the Da Vinci Code. The lady in there doesn't know she's descended from Because her, her dad told her never to yeah. go in my office. Like, Mr. Dupps, never talk to me at my desk. <laughs> Very confusing instructions, but she kept to the letter. She didn't go in there. But 
if her, okay, one very specific analogy. Uh, two, if she, but the father had this huge house full of. Also, what was her mom doing with that group of ladies? So it was like just a tea time, just drinking. Their... But then, like, she was like, "I'm gonna go and check on my daughter when they're having like fake sex, looking for the book scene." And she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see." Like, no, no, don't go up and see. Like, what kind of parent would that? We, yeah, we just had this conversation. Where, oh, where I, were you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, it, we've we talked about so many different things. I forget we're still talking about a movie. The point that you bring like... up though is like that her father told her never to go in there. That's just what I was saying before. That they they fool you into thinking that she has a compelling backstory and that there's something about her character that you need to find out and that she needs to resolve. But really, there's nothing. It's just she was born just, that way, right? It's just a tease to get you to the next car chase. But she was, she just was, but it's the thing is her character's not really special. She was just born with that genetic marker or whatever. And that, there's well, nothing and she that has her to father, discover about herself. She doesn't have to really go on a journey. It's like you've had this, if you touched the staff and you were a baby, it would have happened. Like, but also the fact that her father loved her and kept her favorite storybook, right? That has something. That's that, like a fucking Adam Sandler movie thing where they <laughs> sprinkle in a little sentimentality for you to go like, oh, they do care. Michael Bay got that studio note back. Put something in to make him think you care. Signed, the studio. <laughs> Look, I think the last thing I will say, because I think I've spent everything I can say about this movie, is just I love Transformers, and I just think these movies all have the potential. They all had the potential to be so much better than they have turned out to be, and I just wish somebody would actually do like a really great Transformers movie. You sound like a parent of a child that still believes they have a future. You know, like... <laughs> They think, all have potential, I swear. I, th- I think it My does. Like, 40. won't be working they're at 40, given they're like, you know, I think 55. it does, because, look, the IP has been around for more than 30 years. How many, how many franchises can say that they've been around that long? Not that many. So clearly there's Star something Wars. that people don't count. Star Trek. Okay, but it's not a lot. It's not a lot. So well, The okay. fact you can count them, I mean, indicates there's, like, what? 10 probably you can think of but think about how many movies have been made oh yeah, yeah. And, and think about like all the toy lines that haven't many, been made like right, how Clue, many things have failed to take off Battleship. really too like yeah, yeah. so like Transformers are a movie <laughs> yeah clearly there's something people love about Transformers or there's something that attracts people to it and I just think that they kind of squander that potential with the way well, they make these movies I'd say, that's, well it's the thing it's robots in disguise That's every time I go see these movies I think back to like for a while I had a summer job at a bookstore and the guy who trained me there on how to put books on a shelf. Yes, I was training. Yeah. And he loved Transformers. So he and his wife would go to antique malls and like yard sales to buy old Transformers to like refurb them and sell them on eBay for money. And so he went on like this huge, like he would spend all day while he was training me on how to do the book inventory about how, like what Transformers he found over the weekend. So that audience is still there. I mean, he's still that kind of guy who would watch these blindly and say, these are the greatest movies ever. <laughs> that's <laughs> that just like, blow your mind. That's that like a guy the hardcore audience, though. Yeah. And I, well, I think that just I goes think... to say that, like, there was, you know, a, you know, series of cartoons, Transformers, which was popular enough at a time to have a hardcore audience and a more casual fan audience. Which is great. Rather than like, you know, Beast Wars or something like you were saying before, where it just sort of fizzled out. So the stuff that actually stuck it had to fizzle out. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Because that did not fizzle out. Just like what what happened to Optimus Prime's trailer? They killed it intentionally. They killed it intentionally. I could talk a lot about that. but Are you a fan of Reboot, too? I'm just going off 90s, like, cartoons. 
before I digress, okay. I just, just, just want <laughs> to say that there is that there's a hardcore fan base, and but there is enough of a casual fan base and ch child interest in Transformers because it's one of Hasbro's biggest toy brands. It's still a huge thing. They sell tons of toys, and clearly people love Transformers for some reason. It's just, you know, imagine how much more you could sell if you were to make a really stand-up Transformers movie. It could work. But you got to stop taking Chinese money. That will never that happen. That stop. <laughs> but didn't, do you, were you guys playing spot the Chinese financing throughout the of movie? Of course. I do that for all new summer movies ever since... Uh, yeah, Armageddon. Yeah. The can of worms has been opened on like the mm -hmm. Chinese financing movies yeah. at this point. So That's, it is. It's not. Grant's, you know. To Grant's point, though, if you it's like making a really great one is intention with making a, you know, the the people who come to steam shovel popcorn in their faces are are not gonna. If you want to make the blockbuster, in some respects, the studio is gonna force you to do something, like retarded and big. Do you yeah. have you guys ever seen like? mainland Chinese cinema, like, their actual movies that are only released, I mean, not only released, because they eventually get out, but, like, are prime for their audience only. It's all over-the-top acting. It's all over-the-top... like, Bollywood yeah, they're not type good. movies, yeah, but Chinese? Not good. Yeah, it's like, there's a Jackie Chan series where he's basically Indiana Jones, and, like, it's about Chinese archaeologists, like, finding lost jewels in England. That, that's and what it's I'm so bad. Like, the overacting is, like, when they fall off, it, literally there's a scene where they all climb up a ladder and they all fall off the ladder. Like, they can't climb up a ladder because it's, like, slippery or something. That's a scene in this movie. Like, that's it's like Jackie Chan sort of thing. I could see him, like, climbing a oiled-up ladder, like, as a stunt type thing. Oh, as, but, yeah, as Indiana, exactly. but, as, but as an Indiana Jones character? <laughs> yeah, the like... Indiana Jones. Like, okay, apart from the archaeology rip-off Indiana Jones thing, that's a Jackie Chan move. Well, but, yeah. Because yeah. the only reason why I watch this is because it starts off with a 15-minute scene of him losing down a mountain after stealing jewels. The 15 from, minutes scene of I, naked Chinese You're making children. a good point. I think you're yeah. absolutely right because those movies that you see that are for mainland Chinese audiences or mainland Indian audiences, like most of them are not good because yeah. they don't have the talent. The talent is all here, which means they we have the potential well, to make a really I mean, great there, Transformers movie. There are some actors in that are decent. And, I think and it's, where I, they come I, after they're done the being But the concentration India. of well, talent yeah. and yeah. the volume... It's here, I agree. it's here by a long shot. We like have all, all those, the resources necessary. Those fucking slumdog millionaire people just showed up on the map like, oh, where's a Bollywood <laughs> film? And then half of them moved to Hollywood the next week. Like, everybody comes here when you there's, make it. There's there's one guy, I'm butchering his name. Last name's Khan. I know that for sure. But he's like really... Well, that's like a million people <laughs> in India. There's probably like 500 million people who have that name in Good India point. and Pakistan. <laughs> but, it, it, but to live into just Bollywood, cause there's Tamilwood and like, you know, there's those action movies from like Mozambique. Samuelwood, they have, probably have a lot of advisors on gun movies and stuff, right? Right. But if, <laughs> but if you look at those places and even European film studios, like they don't put out nearly the quality or the volume of films that they do here in the U.S. So we have like all the concentration of talent and resources to actually make like a really good or take a chance on making a really good Transformers movie. And I just have to say the one in 1986, the animated one, like, that movie had a real story, and it had heart, and it had good characters, and that's why I still love it. It's my favorite one. That If they made a movie like that and took that mold and put it in a live-action Transformers movie, that would be awesome. With cassette tapes? Or would we upgrade to, like... No, you can upgrade. USB. You can change things. And it's just like what, would take... be the new, what would be the new one? Flash drives. Would it be flash drives still? Okay. Yeah, that would be... Or... 
Yeah, flash no, drives. it just goes in Dropbox. Right, right, but don't, <laughs> but don't get bogged down. Transformers in the Dropbox. Right. Don't get bogged down in the specific aesthetics of. Oh, the I will, I will get bogged I'm down. I'm just talking about like, you know, the very at the very core, like the storytelling and the characters and stuff. If they took that and put it on a live action one, it could be really good. Yeah, because the yeah. 1986 Transformers movie is like the hero's journey, yeah. the classic story. Hot Rod has to take the the <clears> crown <throat> at the end and kill the or defeat the bad guy with the. Yeah, yeah. It's all the hero's journey. It's just these movies don't do it. It's just the, and it's that's, the... that's why it's disappointing that they couldn't have made this more of like taking the Arthurian medieval legend stuff and made a movie out of that with Transformers because I think about like, ooh, take the movie Excalibur and make but it see, with Transformers. <laughs> that could be really cool if you did it but the right way. That's what's so great is because a lot of those like over the top <clears throat> acting Chinese movies follow the hero's journey so well. So it's like, why do those movies have. It, I mean, yeah, they're bogged down with all this overacting and just horrible comedy. You I just mean, answered your own question. Okay, it's I did. Bad writing, because bad filmmaking, bad acting, all that other stuff. They don't have the yeah. ingredients. There's only so much that a good story yeah. can really do for you. If you have bad actors and like bad well, production a, and stuff. A good skeleton of a story. Right. And then when or you fill it in. a good frame. I mean, if you yeah. fill it in with bad stuff and you have overacting and but poor it's, production. It's funny when you read scripts a lot and then you watch a movie based on that script, how different the movie is from the script a lot of times. And you realize how much impact the director has on. Like, if you read this script for Alien, you can tell that, like, the designer and Ridley Scott really made that movie, not the script. Right. Or read the script for Starship yeah. Troopers. Holy shit! Yes. Like it comes off as a like the book, like Heil Hitler gas these aliens, and then Paul Verhoeven's like, right? These the guys are retards. Like yeah. for the whole movie, right? Right. He, <laughs> he brought the sensibility and the viewpoint. It's, they could do it. They, they could, could do, do it. it. They just don't want to. Yeah, I mean, because it still makes money. I mean, but hey. You were saying earlier, Michael Bay isn't in charge of the next one. Yeah. So there's a chance. Is he executive producing? Nope. It, he's in no. As far as I know, as far as what I've read, there's no. He has no. He's totally out of this. It's not part of his deal. See, that's what kind of disappoints me. JJ Abrams movies, time. Is because Ryan Johnson yeah, time. Spielberg has been a producer on all of these movies. Which still like it kills my me. childhood every time I see that name. It's it, like it frustrates me because there's a guy who he's made some pretty bad movies, but he is inarguably a great storyteller. How but can even, he put his name on this? But shit? see, even his bad movies from the golden age of Spielberg, like we're talking like Jaws. Not Jaws is not the bad movie. I'm talking about 1941. That's the bad movie. Uh, like his. That era of Steven Spielberg movies were great, and now he's just a factory name. Like I honestly believe he has no idea what's well, going on. Well, but go back films. to something like Minority Report. I love that movie. That's, that's such I a think good that's movie. an awesome yeah. movie, and that's not too that's not too far in the past. And he did a great job with that. How can he compel himself? They or, offered him a lot of money, but he was already a billionaire before he got involved. But they with offered him more money. I don't yeah, get it. okay. It's just <laughs> more, you get more money. It's just like I just put my name on it and I just sign off. You on just get some more money. Wow, yeah. this is like an ATM. Cool. Like yeah, like, seriously. Like, I mean, we all we all he has more money than he ever needs, but fuck it. Like it's just more. I mean, money. honestly, like, like when who who wouldn't turn down money. a huge paycheck for all they had to do was just say oh yeah put my name on it that's all but i guess it's a question of you know what is enough like when what do you have enough no you what? never have enough no. like see that's that's how we can tell that you don't have huge sums of money is because you're asking like when is enough like if you have huge sums of money you're like no no keep giving it because like, i just want to like, see how much at, i can like, hold these people that like you know trade stocks and they're you know billionaires and whatnot it's like okay i could stop and you know live on coast on this for the rest of my life just on index funds but no they keep going because it's like it's but just a number i want to see get bigger 
they keep it's a fucking doing it. MMO. No, like they, they keep doing it because they're actually the ones doing the trading. They have control over that. Like Spielberg, he's not on these sets or anything. He's not doing any of the stuff on here. He's executive producing. But he still gets to see his bank account number. But go he's up. not doing the filmmaking. Is what I'm saying. Like you know, maybe he doesn't care about that though. If, I, so I, you want him to do what George Lucas did, which is kind of like disappear. Maybe he spent too much time with George. Remember when they were on that behind the scenes together and they were holding each other by the shoulders, looking at the battle droids? That's going to be great. Well, was that I, when maybe, uh, George no. Lucas had the, the neck thing? I think George Lucas injected Steven Spielberg he with the serum. He still has the neck thing. Yeah, the still neck, neck thing. The He's, neck thing is his yeah. neck. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought it was like a tumor. It's not, no, it's not a go- it's not a tumor. It's not a goiter either. It's his yeah. neck. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe there just is a point where. Anybody who's a great artist just kind of, I don't know, devolves. There could somehow. be another. Maybe his grandson or something really, or his great grandson, this one really fucking loves Transformers. Like there, there could be some other reasons you don't know. Yeah, well, it's kind of like maybe. I mean, it's the same thing of like, I don't know if you guys follow the. I know you follow the filmography of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's released like, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. That's why I'm. I'm that wasn't a joke. I literally mean you do. Like I know if anyone else other than me who follows the filmography as close as you. I could write a doctoral thesis. Yeah, I know you could. So you do know he's released like two, like he's released like four movies in the past like two year, three years, yeah. and they've all been like pretty bad. But yes. you know, They're terrible. Yeah, but he's above the line in the budget, so you're good. Yeah, it's fine. But they still make him like, and but he's not at Steve, he's not at Seagal like. See, that's that. I think Steven Spielberg's at Seagal like levels now, where it's just like he's just pumping it out. But Steven like, Seagal needs care. the money. There's a difference. No, that there's yeah, a difference. He needs the money. They're opting into the same spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal does need the paycheck from his shitty Russian directed DB films, <laughs> which are classic, by the way. Yeah, because he's getting like you know. 10 grand from you know that it's also he's like super fat and wears like long trench coats now to make himself look thin and has his hair obviously dyed and stuff and is like trying to do like operator moves with the rifle passing it back and forth between what's his that, hands what's that thing he fat. says <laughs> every motherfucker gonna oh i'm gonna snatch every motherfucker birthday or something like yeah, just yeah. these non sequitur lines right. <laughs> yeah. the, the best one, there was one i watched recently where he's like a secret service agent in poland or something like that and like <laughs> He literally has an Uzi in one hand, and he's holding it, and he shoots to, to, to the right by holding the... Well, it's not an Uzi. It's like a more like an assault rifle. So he's holding he's holding it correctly. And then when he shoots to the left, because he's so big, he can't move his right arm over there, so he just holds one hand on the left and shoots. Well, <laughs> i say maybe you guys are right. Maybe, you know, it's just that's what happens when you get to Spielberg's or Arnold's level of achievement and... You know, filmmaking longevity—it just happens or something. But I just—it it frustrates me that he's involved in these movies and they turn out to be so bad. I just—it—it it doesn't really do anything for him, in my opinion, besides the paycheck. Which I guess, if that's what he wants, great for him. I just like imagine a Transformers movie written and directed by Steven Spielberg. That might be really cool. Classic Steven Spielberg. Close yes. Encounters of the Third Kind Spielberg. Like Minority Report Spielberg. Okay, I would have watched that. But... Yeah. I mean, who I mean, wouldn't watch that? Transformers is now defined, I think, as a loud, noisy, uncouth tentpole franchise that... I'm not saying it can't be loud and noisy. It's just you can have a great story and have it be loud and noisy. What I'm mm. saying now is that the studio and everybody mm. is probably so used to investing X dollars in Transformers and getting Y dollars back, like, to change the formula now would greatly upset them, I wonder. Probably. 
for their tent, their tent pole that's locked in for the next 20 years. They depend these things more than they should, probably. Yeah, they, well, of course, it covers all of their horrible <laughs> other bets. Like, they have to play it safe with dumb Transformers. Well, the sixth, we'll, we'll, we'll see when the sixth movie, sixth, sixth movie comes out. Are you oh, drunk, Matt? It's no, coming. No, no, I just... <laughs> it's coming. My dyslexia kicks in when I... When I use numerals, you know. Matt's trashed everybody. <laughs> because they, of this movie. They teased the sixth movie at I got the end tr- of this. But what is one. the sixth movie based on the end of this? The quint- they, it, they didn't really, like, it's something with Unicron and the Quintessa, and then Optimus is like, calling all Autobots, come to Earth yeah. again. Oh, so it. there's more Autobots in space? Yeah, apparently well, there's like, just an endless supply of Transformers. It, well, it's like Jedi. <laughs> yeah, there's, there, there's one Jedi on every, on every planet, so, you know, there's... But the Transformers, it seems like they're just like the endless supply of illegal immigrants. To yeah, Earth. It's just that's, <laughs> that's hilarious that there's always more Transformers at the end after some of them die. That's fucking funny. I didn't remember that part. Yeah. Well, because now they're going to build a wall, right? Speaking of building a wall, let's build a wall in this discussion because I'm done with this movie. <laughs> what are we going to talk about next? What, what's next? Today or? No, not week? today. Next week's. <laughs> Should we do something serious do like Valerian or Alien Covenant? Ooh. Okay. We can have a great argument about which sci-fi movies underappreciated in their contemporary eras will be more appreciated twenty years from now. <coughs> Prometheus. <coughs> Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. Which one's Alien Covenant? Oh, the one that just one? came out. Is that still in theaters? Mm. It might still be. Might in still theaters. be, but there's great quality what other re- viewing options available oh, by now. Okay. Yeah. You mean like iTunes uh, and then no more like, like Region Vimo? Five DVD, but oh okay, <laughs> it's still pretty good. But okay. or we can have a long discussion about Beast Wars and and I don't. I've let's never, talk about Alien Covenant. Justin can understand why Beast Wars didn't fizzle out. It was killed. Let's, let's it talk was, about it was murder. What about the Gargoyles animated series? That's not Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Commander Riker was in there. Was he? So yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> What Marina Sirtis was Counselor Troy, yeah, yeah, but the, that was kind of sci-fi because they had the robot gargoyles, remember? And he like he used yeah. his technology to pick up their castle from Scotland and put it on top of his giant cloud busting skyscraper. You've only described <laughs> the best pilot to the best cartoon series because that whole pilot's amazing how they fight. It was great, yeah, but then they got ruined. That's the but Beast Wars, off. much like gargoyles, started out really great and then they killed it. They did it intentionally. And then they made Prometheus and Alien Covenant. So is that what we're going to do? Prometheus and Alien Covenant? That's a pretty good idea. We've talked about Prometheus before, but you kind of have to talk about it if you're going to talk about Covenant. Yeah, Alien Covenant is well, you know, directly related. Because, I mean, that I totally didn't even realize that came out. Like It's, it's okay, Matt. You can... <laughs> I just I'm just looking it's like it, it's it's still it's so new it's still like you have to buy it you can't rent it like it came out, yes it came Matt, out a couple you have to ago, buy it so it may I still, can't go to my local blockbuster yeah. and pick it up on you know VHS it may not Shit. be in the theater anymore no no I mean I'll, I'll get it because I saw a commercial yeah. the other day about it coming out on blu-ray or something mm. in like six weeks yeah it's I mean yeah. the blu-ray version's probably already out there on the internet honestly somebody in China mm. unwrapped the box in the factory Let's talk about them. They're two movies that are related. Um, might also be a great time to talk again about uh, the new Star Wars movie, Rogue One, that came out because it, in my opinion, is related as far as answering questions from an old movie. Rogue One? Rogue One? <laughs> Rogue I like that movie. I, th- I, I, I like that one. Rogue No Fun? Rogue No Fun. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's going to be a fun discussion. Rogue guys. Shun. <laughs> Rogue Shun. That'll be what it's called in this show. Rogue Shun. Yeah. Rogu Ichi. <laughs> no, Rogue Shun like we shun it. Uh, like Amish shunning. 